Inside Cougar Football. Rex makes the catch. 10-5 touchdown! Inside Cougar Football with Isaac Rex. Sponsored by Economics Partners on Cougar Sports Saturday. All right, Cougar fans, this is a special podcast edition, Cougar Sports Saturday, Cougar Tracks hybrid episode because General Conference is happening this weekend. BYU football's got a Friday night game, so it's a podcast edition of your weekly interview, Inside Cougar Football with Isaac Rex, and it's brought to you by Economic Partners, Mitch Harper, Matt Baimonte. Always check in every single week with BYU captain and tight end Isaac Rex. And Isaac, you know, BYU-Cincinnati getting ready for a Friday night game against the Bearcats. How has this week gone in practice, coming back from the first loss of the season? Uh, yeah, shorter week, so you don't have a lot of time to sulk, you know, about, you know, last week. Um, it's uh, it was obviously a tough loss. Um, we obviously felt like, you know, we were in positions in that game where we should have won, and, you know, some things happened that didn't go our way. Um, but, yeah, there's no time to sulk, you know, uh, the great thing about being a conference is one loss doesn't define you fully. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can um, make your goals uh, in a conference. And so, yeah, we're excited about Cincinnati. We get to play at home, um, a nice Friday night game, and then you get a bye after. So it's, uh, yeah, we're going to give everything we got this week. Isaac, you touched on the conference element of the game last week against Kansas. Does it just feel different even in a loss knowing that, hey, like there's still – a lot more to play for than previous years. Yeah, I mean, when you're independent, one loss means you're you're kind of done. <laughs> Sadly, I mean, if in terms of going to the playoff or uh, you know to a um, BCS bowl or you know a New York New Year Six bowl, and that's how you know that's how that 2021 season went. We go ten and two. We lose to a really good Baylor team. Uh, sadly, we lose to, you know, Boise State, but we're 10 and 2, and, you know, we get put in the Independence Bowl, um, you know, and obviously we felt like we were better than that. We were ranked, what, 14th in the nation or 13th or something to that matter. And, you know, that's that's so frustrating as a, you know, team to know, like, if you lose a game even in the middle of the season, that, um, you know, you could be sadly. It, it's the same as going six and six and you know if that makes sense you're yep. like scheduled yep. for a specific bowl when you're independent so yeah being in the big 12 is important you know and obviously every loss hurts equally um you never want to lose games and that's i mean there's it's rare that there's an undefeated team you know at the end of the season maybe two in all of college football so you know losses you know may come obviously your goal is to be undefeated but no, it's definitely you get a uh, new perspective after a loss. You're like, this is not the end of the world. We have, you know, a lot of games to play, a lot of really fun games to play. Um, so it should be, uh, yeah, we're, we definitely have a uh, more positive outlook and attitude on things. What were your takeaways from that Kansas loss? I know it's probably a distant memory already, but just kind of your – kind of takeaways from how that game played out and maybe the opportunity that was missed? Yeah, just self-inflicted wounds. I mean, when you give the other team 14 points on offense to, um, yeah, pick six or a fumble return and a pick six, um, you'll never win that game ever. So, 
yeah, it was just self-inflicted wounds by um, the offense. I felt the defense played really amazing. I felt like the, our offense played really well at times. You know, we were really driving the ball on them. And, and you know, we uh, had a lot of explosive plays. But, yeah, that's just what happens sometimes, you know, in, in games. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. Um, a lot of things we can work on, learn from. And, uh, yeah, we'll get back to it this week. Have you got a sense of how this team is responding to a little adversity, maybe contrasting that against last year's group? Yeah, I feel like, you know, guys are still working this week. You know, we still had a tough week of practice. Um, I feel like last week or last year's team, maybe there was a lot of complaining um, going on. A lot of guys that, you know, weren't uh, just, you know, weren't really buying into maybe the BYU culture as well as we probably should have. But, um, you know, last year's team, we, we lost four in a row, but then we've won four in a row to, you know, cap off a, you know, a good season, um, eight and five. It's not amazing, but, you know, that's just how it went. But through all the things we dealt with, you know, eight and five will take. Um, but, yeah, this, this team, they're hungry. Um, they want to win. They know there's a path to winning. You know, there's a. We know that we can, you know, play with anyone, and we know Kansas is a good team. They're ranked now, and so yeah, it's uh, definitely. A, uh, I would say, we, you know, we were sad after the game, but we're feeling good and confident now. Guy that's been really confident th this season has been. And it's been fun to watch him. Is Keaton Slovis? He targeted you 13 times. Last week, that was a single-game career high from, from my tracking looking at it. How much do you enjoy Isaac being a key piece to this passing game uh, and, and just a focal point, honestly? No, it's been really fun. I mean, uh, Keenan's been – I think he's been playing really well. and He's been putting the ball in the right spots and making dis good decisions and making big plays but also taking, you know, the easy stuff when it comes to him. I think Keenan's a – amazing quarterback and has you know nfl talent there was a play where he rolled out to the left and chucked it to chase on a go ball and that was one like a amazing pass you know that i've one of the best passes i've seen at BYU, and uh seeing it on film was even cooler so yeah i mean it's it's been really fun that i feel like the passing game's been awesome and a rod's been helping me get involved a lot which has been really cool too so yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. To piggyback of that, why do you think the passing game has just been so on point this year? It just feels like it's on another level than it's been since you've been here. Yeah, I would say we're experienced. Um, you know, me, Chase, Keanu, um, even Darius and Keelan, we've all you know played in big games. Um, one thing I don't understand is you <laughs> going back to the targets thing. Uh, on the, they they add a target to my, you know, illegal touching penalty, and they, which makes no sense. I'm like, <laughs> if it's a penalty, I didn't technically get targeted on that play. So good point. I, I I don't know why I just thought about that. I just needed to get that off my chest. But well, I don't know why that's a thing. That that penalty was ridiculous against Kansas. That makes yeah, no sense. It was. Yeah, and I'll back up Keelan. He, apparently, he checked with the ref, and they called it on the Kansas's other side, which means a coach on Kansas's side was 
you know, screaming at the ref saying, look, he's on the ball on the ball because we've had problems with that before. So, um, yeah, I'll back Keelan up. I felt like he was off the ball. But, no, yeah, I mean, our our passing game has been – it's been fun. But, you know, we need to get the run game going a lot more in order to open the pass game up even more so we're more of a dual threat team. Well, and let's 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 talk a little bit about that run game because Aaron Roderick, your OC, did say this week that – all 11 guys play a role in an effective ground game. As a tight end, what role do you play in helping that ground attack get going, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, for a tight end, it's you're on the ball blocking, um, you're off the ball on the, you know, with the lineman, you're, you're um, um, crush blocking, you're wide zone blocking, mid zone blocking. You have to know just as much as the O-line in some cases, you know, um, your double teams, tray blocks. It's super important. Blocking is very important as a, a tight end. And I felt like, you know, and we at BYU my whole time here, we've been super involved in the run game, which has been great to, you know, kind of have a uh, kind of like a dual threat, you know, tight end who can do both in the run game and pass game. It's been really cool to that I've had that opportunity here at BYU. But yeah, I mean it's uh yeah, it's uh we I mean it's it takes all 11 men. Um you know, there's a lot of plays that could have broke free if, you know, if you just stay on a second longer. So um yeah, whether you're out wide blocking, um whether you're a quarterback carrying out, you know, a good angle for a handoff, it's it's all important. It's all 11 guys doing their job. Um and yeah, a tight end is a big, you know, for us, we're a big component in that. So, um, yeah, it's my job to, you know, do better and um, get in the trenches even more. Speaking of uh, Aaron Roderick, offensive coordinator, what's he like during the week? Um, How does he address you guys in the meeting room? Like, just what's his demeanor during the week, uh, maybe before you hit the practice field? Yeah, Aaron's always been a, a kind of a quiet leader. Um, he's a very smart coach. You know, he he knows how to coach. Um, and he has always been, you know, there's a lot of rah-rah coaches out there. I wouldn't say A-Rod is one of them, but every single person, you know, on the offense and on the defense, every, every player on the team, every coach respects him and what he's done, you know, at Utah or, or at BYU and, He's had some really good offenses, you know, in the past that he's coached and that he's called play fours, uh, plays for. And, you know, I think that um, A-Rod is, you know, one of the top offense coordinators in, in the nation. And, you know, I think he could get a lot of different jobs out there. Um, but, he, you know, he, he loves BYU. He loves Utah. Um, he loves the state of Utah. And he loves, like, you know, just – helping us out and he's a really good leader and he coaches us hard, but yeah, he's, he's not a raw guy, but he, uh, we all respect him. BYU in Cincinnati Friday night, eight fifteen kick. Do you enjoy Friday night games, Isaac? The eight fifteen has gone pretty late for me ever since I had a kid. <laughs> Amen. Uh, on, yes. On, t- on Tuesday, I think I fell asleep after I came home from practice. I think I fell asleep at 8.45 watching a show. So I'm getting to that point where I'm becoming like my dad, 
Ooh. No judgment, man. I actually prefer to go to bed at that time. <laughs> I, I've just totally embraced it. The earlier, the better. <laughs> I know. And when I was a freshman or, you know, even like a couple years ago, I was like, oh, 815 is the coolest. You know, I get to stay up late. and But now I'm like, dang, that is late for me. I'm sorry. I'm like this. <laughs> you know, I, I, I try to get as much sleep as I can, and I do a pretty good job. My, my son's sleeping pretty well now, but... Yeah, eight fifteen. It gets. It's been getting later and later since I've been getting older. So, uh, but the Friday night games are always cool, just because you know you you get Saturday and Sunday off, and we get to just relax and enjoy conference. And it's much better after you know you get a win. So that's. What I gotta ask you. Speaking of speaking of conference, do you has your family or you and your wife now? Do you have any? Uh, conference traditions or any uh, treats or snacks you guys like to eat for LDS general conference? Well, growing up, my dad always made French toast and that's the only thing he really ever made. Like my mom cooked it. <laughs> yeah, that was his one job was to make some French toast uh, for conference. And then we play conference bingo, you know, just to, so we can stay alert, stay awake and have some fun to it. So that was, that was a, yeah, I mean, I think you've got like, a dollar if you won conference bingo or something. But with my in-laws, my uh, my father-in-law, who's actually a super really good cook, um, and he can barbecue, he could do it all. Uh, he makes crepes for us for conference. So, um, you know, that's a tradition. Then we kind of just hang out and chill. So, are you yeah, gonna pick? Of- are you gonna pick up the French toast mantle? Are you gonna carry that on? Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> probably not. I'm, sounds I'm like. actually pretty, I'm actually a pretty horrible cook. Like I'm, I'm really <laughs> bad. At, I don't have like a complex palate as, you know, taste buds. I'm, I'm very like my, my in-laws always make fun of me cause I grew up just really, it was just meat and rice and some veggies, but my in-laws, they make all types of crazy desserts and you know, different meals. So we'll see. I'll have, I'll let them do the cooking. Speaking of, of food, staying with that topic, Isaac, I, I always notice this, especially on the road. I think you guys always have like a post game Chick-fil-A. What's the palate like for the fast food game? Is, is Chick-fil-A your, your favorite? Because I feel like that's kind of always the traditional post game meal on the road. What, what's the, what's the favorite, you know, quick fix drive through meal at, at a fast food place? So fast food, I, growing up, I was a huge Taco Bell kid. I mean, I had beefy five-layer burrito. I'd go to the beach, come back, and if, yeah, if you know, like, after being in salt water all day, if you know what it's like to just have Mexican food in your system, it's it's probably like a top 10 experience after a long day <laughs> to get some Mexican food in your system, and Taco Bell is always quick and cheap. And so I was a big Taco Bell guy going up, but you know I needed to I need to take care of my body, so I need to put good stuff in my body. So Chick Fil A's up there, the egg white grills in the morning. I get that a lot of mornings, um, more than my wife likes. But I tell her it's kind of an investment, you know, like uh, I'm putting good <laughs> stuff into my body so that you know I can perform better on Saturdays. Well, um, so. 
I, I had to ask that because I, I always find it interesting because you guys are peak, ath- you know, great athletes, and I always it always like humanizes you a little bit. Like, hey, they're eating the same stuff that I do after a game, like a Chick Fil A meal. It's <laughs> it's always just kind of interesting. Like, thinking, I, I would expect some just nutritious, great meal coming out of the Legends Grill kitchen. It's just fast food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, after games, you you just have to put anything in your system because you you haven't eaten in a long time, and then you, I mean, I I heard something that like. If you're playing 60 plays, it's like getting in a car wreck every Saturday. You know, like you're you're getting hit a lot, and so nutrition is yeah. super important. And I that's not something I kind of figured out fairly recently. Ever my wife actually she uh, she got her degree in nutrition at from um, from UVU. So uh, it was actually exercise science, but I think maybe a minor in nutrition. Like she knows everything about. Uh, nutrition so she helped me out about like getting my diet right and stuff like that so last food question for you isaac you're all, you're at home so this question doesn't necessarily apply but on the road it looks like someone comes down to the provo airport and hooks you guys up before you get on the plane is there a particular uh meal that you love the most when you show up to the provo airport to take off on the road and eat on the plane because for kansas it was what costa vida yeah, Costa Vida for Kansas. Uh, teriyaki, I think it's bowl or grill. Uh, it's it's something that has to do with teriyaki bowl or grill. I think it's based out of Lehigh. I know Braden Kimes, so our, our right tackle Braden Kimes, his dad owns the spot. And it is, yeah, it's the best teriyaki bowl um, that I've had in Utah. It's so good, man. It's uh, Yeah, they have like a grilled pineapple on top and then uh, the grilled pineapple is really good, but it's just the meat's really good. The rice is good. The teriyaki sauce is super good. Um, I've never been to the store personally, but apparently, uh, you know, if he, you mentioned you're a BYU football player or something, they'll, they'll hook you up with some free stuff. So, yeah, teriyaki bowl, I'm pretty sure, in Lehigh is is the place that, you know, they hook it up for the plane ride, and that's the place to go in in Utah for a nice teriyaki bowl. That sounds good. We'll have to check that out, Matt. Uh, I think that we'll take up Isaac's recommendation on, on that spot. W- last couple things here for you, Isaac, and we'll, we'll wrap this up, make it a little bit of an abbreviated edition here. You know, Cincinnati comes in, and I got to bring this up. One, because you're a tight end, and Cincinnati's maybe most famous alum now at this point is Travis Kelsey, and he's just all over the world with this Taylor <laughs> Swift stuff. Uh, is is Travis Kelsey a guy that maybe you'd like to? Well, sure, I'm sure you'd like to have his career, but uh, like, do you do you like watching him? Do you study him at all? Oh yeah, he's the best uh, pass uh, catching tight end, you know, in the NFL. It's the to do the things that he does is just amazing, and him and Mahomes have such a good relationship that you know it's almost like clockwork. You know when he's uh, getting the ball to Kelsey or when he's looking at Kelsey. It's it's so fun to watch on film. And, uh, yeah, tra- I actually met Travis Kelsey when I was a senior in high school. Um, and I think he was probably only maybe three or four years in the league. He's pretty new in the league. Um, but he was the coolest guy, like such a cool guy. And so uh, he was in um, – yeah, he was down in Southern California, and, and John Beck was – had a couple quarterbacks out there and he knew that Travis was coming out. So me and my friends, uh, we, we went and watched him, you know, run some routes and 
yeah, he's very technical, uh, very shifty. Um, he knows how to use his leverage really well. Um, yeah, Travis Kelsey's he's he's a total stud. So I, I yeah, I, I look up to him a lot. So did that? Have uh, you been swept? Have, go ahead, Mitch. Oh well, I was gonna say, was when you met Travis when you were a senior in high school, did you get an inclination that he was a Swifty back then? <laughs> Well, he's a he's a ladies' man in general. So yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I think when I was in high school, he had his own reality show called Catching Kelsey, and I bad think bad reality on, show. Oof! It was yeah. I mean, it was rough, but I'm sure it was fun for him. Like, who cares? You just <laughs> bunch of chicks just going after you, and you know, like trying to get you to you know date them. And of course, he. Um, Pretty sure he didn't even date any of them. It was just all for fun, and he probably made some money <laughs> off it. So he actually is a a master marketer of himself, you know, doing SNL, and I'm sh- I'm sh- sure the dating uh, Taylor Swift does not hurt his you know bank account. I I read somewhere that his sales went up four hundred percent in jersey sales or something like. So all the Swifties are just buying Travis Kelsey gear and I'm like yeah it's uh he's not a dumb man I'll say that he's he's very smart have you been swept up in the uh, Taylor Swift phenomenon are you a Swifty you know I like a lot of her old stuff um you know I I used to listen to that album a lot I think it's fearless it was called and you know love that story. is old man that was like well, pre-2010 yeah, that- no, yeah, it was when I was I was really young. I, I was probably still in elementary school, at least in the middle of middle school or something. But no, I mean, yeah, Love Story is a great song. Um, you know, uh, You Belong to Me is amazing. And obviously, like, she got kind of, she kind of went away from country, got more pop. And I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm not a crazy pop fan, but I still respect, you know, songs like uh, Shake It Off and I Knew You Were Trouble When You Walked In and stuff like that. You know, and I have a lot of respect for Taylor Swift. I I probably would go to a concert if I had the money, but um, yeah, I don't, I, I do not hate Taylor Swift at all. Last thing for you, Isaac, what's the BYU equivalent to the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift relationship, what's what's that re- what what BYU relationship? But go it goes on like the pedestal of of relationship goals for people out there. You think? Uh it's a that's tough. A one. Great question. There's a lot of there's a lot of athletes to athletes relationships, but there's not a lot of like singer to athlete you know entertainer to athlete relationships out there mm-hmm. um you know i i'm trying to think of you know some it's probably isaac honestly the yeah. BYU tight end he marries a utah <laughs> valley volleyball player kingsley's engaged you, honestly kingsley's engaged to nani falatea now yeah that's true uh yeah i mean there's some, yeah, there's a lot of athlete to athlete, but I'm trying to think. My wife can sing, though. She used to post singing videos, and um, and she used to post, yeah, like her, you know, singing and uh, playing the piano. So I, my wife can really sing, if, but she's kind of embarrassed to do it all the time. So 
Yeah, I would say it's me and my wife. Let's just. I like that. I was hoping that. for that answer, Isaac. That's I, I was teeing <laughs> it up for you to to let it be you and your wife. That's that's yeah, great yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, best of luck Friday night. Uh, I know you got to get to the the team hotel uh, tonight, so we'll let you do that and uh, appreciate the time as always. And we'll touch base next week. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Thank you guys.